You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today I have the pleasure of introducing a very special man to the show, Joe Soltis. He is the CEO of Choice Local, founded this firm in 2015 to help companies reap the benefits of full-time or full suite of digital marketing service. So we're talking about the whole shebang here. And without paying exorbitant costs, typically associated with large-scale franchise marketing, and we as small business owners know how real that gets. And so it's an honor to have him on here because he's going to share with us proving strategies for franchise growth through lead capture, follow-up, SEO, CRM, you name it. And Choice Local is one stop for all marketing needs. So with no further ado, Joe, welcome to the show. Dr. Lenny, great to be with you today. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. I'm always looking to see how people find their purpose or discover their purpose. And so um, tell us a little bit about your journey thus far up to this point. Absolutely. So I first started uh, at a company and I ran everything there except for sales and accounting. It was a company called uh, Fathom. At the time, it was top ranked in advertising age. We companies like FedEx, CVS, multi-billion-dollar companies, and uh, I worked there uh, for a while. And when I was there, I was working. It was great experience. I learned a ton, but there, I was working about sixty hours a week while I was there. And uh, one time, late into a pregnancy, I went uh, into an ultrasound uh, with my wife, uh, and there was no heartbeat. Yeah. So we we lost our son Ben. And I always said I want to be successful so that I can help people. Mm-hmm. And what it changed to that day is I don't want to wait anymore. I want I want to right. do this now. So we, you know, after doing some prayers and reflection about it, you know, talking to my wife about it, uh, we decided to found Choice Local um, with the goal of being the number one provider of marketing services and growth, and the number one growth engine for franchise systems mm-hmm. uh, in the U.S. and around the world. And uh, it started as a one-person company. They were eighty on on pace to double, uh, at least in revenue this year um, as wow. a company. Learning 5,000 company. We don't do long-term contracts and we offer a money-back guarantee. But more than that, we are um, we're purpose-driven, very purpose-driven as a company. But you know, we take we started a foundation named after our son Ben called the Benjamin Isaac Foundation. Our goal is to take about 10% of the profits out of the company, use it to help kids in need. Beautiful single mom with three kids. We just uh, sponsored her home through Habitat for Humanity. Wow. And uh, hoping one, one of the sons uh, will end up doing an internship at Choice Local. He seems to be pretty excited about the opportunity. So want to do that too. And then there's just tons of different charities and stuff we've been involved with. And it, what's cool, we also do is we have like our teammates will go and volunteer one day a quarter out in the community. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really a dream come true to make this purpose-driven reality, vision a reality. Yeah. And it sounds like that moment in your life, you, you turned it around, you turned everything around and says, you know what, enough is enough. You know, it's about time. I start living my life with purpose. I start giving back. And that's the thing with finding your purpose. You come down to, it's not about you. It's about how can you serve others? Right. And just hearing your story gives me chills on how you're helping that, that mother and how you set up the the Benjamin foundation that that's really the, the core it's really, really um, touching to hear. So thanks for sharing that. 
Thanks. We, we, the, you mentioned help others. Like our company mission literally is help others. Like that's what we do. It's, it's about giving back, you know, with, with the charitable giving, but it's also about helping our partners' dreams and aspirations reality and helping our teammates' dreams and aspirations become a reality. We don't have clients, we don't have employees, but we have partners. Yeah. And we have we have teammates and I'm here to serve them. And everybody here is to serve them. It's just really fun. It's just really fun to help people. Yeah. And uh it's just kind of and, and what I'm excited about is I think the world's headed towards a really exciting and optimistic future where I think a purpose-driven economy is gonna start to the like the winners of the future are those that give back and those yeah. that are about serving others. And kind of the old like industrialist, like you know, 1900s way of doing business where it's all about maximizing shellholder wealth or the losers of the future. Uh, the winners are those that love others. People want that. They're hungry for that. They're hungry for that purpose. And, and things are evolving that way. And that makes me so excited about the future for the world. Me too. Me too. And I'm happy to hear that you say that because I, I find it, we're doing away with the industrial shareholders old way, traditional way of doing things and moving to a new era where it's a more um, servant driven, uh, servant centric. And also what the trend is, a lot of small businesses are popping up. People are stepping up and finding their purpose and finding out what their talent is and actually using that to give back, to enhance our future, to enhance the economy. And it's really a beautiful time to be alive to watch that unfold. It's really exciting. Franchising itself like is booming. There are tons of franchise systems now, like tens of thousands. And the demand for people to own a franchise and own a business is skyrocketing. So all these different franchise systems are growing explosively. And what I love about the franchising space is working in it every day is you're just working with good people, like good Mm -hmm. salt of the earth people that care about others, that want to do something special. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I I love these folks. And Yeah. yeah, it's just really cool. Why franchising? You know, as a marketing agency, you picked franchising. How come? Several different reasons. Uh, The first is looking at the marketplace, I saw what what I and my team was giving to FedEx and CVS, these multi-billion dollar global corporations, and, and what the level of customer service, the level of strategy, the results, the ROI that they were getting. And I started to look out over the rest of the market, and I saw what small and medium-sized businesses were getting in comparison. And, and just to be honest, it was complete trash. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how, how can you give Fortune 500 level customer service results strategy and ROI and do it at a small and medium-sized business price? And what I realized is that you can do that in franchising because of the replicability of the model. Mm-hmm. So we give this Fortune 500 level growth engine to these franchise systems, and then we can scale it across the entire franchise system. And that's why we're working with 50-some brands now. There's 20 other major franchise brands that are in, we're in talks to move over to our growth system. And we can do that. So that's the, that's the first piece of it. And to be honest, our mission and our core values, our mission of help others, our core values of integrity in all things, and everybody a leader, amazing customer service, family, and giving, and, and those types, those were all written prior to even having a business plan. So the second reason that we chose franchising is for what I mentioned before, good salt of the earth people. I want to help good people be successful. I want to help people that care about others be successful. And the vast, vast, vast majority of small business owners have that worldview. They really do care about the folks that work on their team. They care about their customers. And for them, it's not all about the profit. And I like to work with people that are just frankly good people. Yeah. 
How accessible is franchising right now? So if you're passionate about any area of business, most likely there's a franchise system for it. I mean, it's, it's a, so if you go back to franchising in the earlier, like everybody's familiar with McDonald's and the, and the Kroc brothers and how that all started, mm-hmm. but there's a franchise system for literally almost everything today. So if you think about uh, in-home care or home remodeling or new floors in your home or roofing or medical care or dentistry, like there, everything has a franchise system that can be associated with it. And the advantage of it is if you're a business owner and you're like, you know, I really, you know, I want to own my own business. I want to control my own business. I want to control my own destiny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I need, I would like a little support in getting there. Like, I'm not exactly sure how to, you can go into a franchise system and find a proven system and cut out all that learning. And basically, if you follow that system, you can be amazingly successful. So it's a great way to own a business without all the kind of the downsides that come with when you're starting a business. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's why, you know, it's, it's an exciting opportunity. So it's, it is very accessible. Yeah. And, and also from a marketing perspective, because franchise systems are getting good at this and scale, they're really starting to win in the marketing battle. So when you're doing the Google search results uh, and you're, you're optimizing your pay-per-click campaigns or you're showing up with you know Facebook ads and content marketing and email marketing, pretty much those that dominate are those that are in franchising if you know they're partnered you know with a, like a choice local. So it's it, it really not only can you get in, but then you can dominate your market and there's a lot of shortcuts to do that. Uh, and that's that's the beauty of the franchising model. Yeah, and uh, I, you brought up McDonald for a second. I was thinking about the the founder, and he said, "I'm not. It's not a restaurant. I'm not in the food business. I'm in the yeah. real estate business." Yes. How true is that? That that's absolutely true, uh, Doctor Lanique. So if you, if you look at a lot of these, like you see, like you you see it, and sometimes it's sad. You see, like a small business owner, they own a restaurant. I'm like the restaurant's empty, and you can see like the stress. You can see the anxiety on your face, and like in like their head, they're thinking, "Hey, you know, I got a really good deal on my rent." Well, you got a good deal on your rent for a reason, and you don't have customers because you're in a bad location. You have a great product, you have great service, you have great food, but no one knows where you're at because it's not convenient. And luckily, because it searches now like you know food near me and those types of things, it can be a really nice boost for those types of businesses, but. Nothing, to be honest, and I'm a digital market, nothing can replace a good location. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important to the point where even for like service area businesses that we work with in, within franchising, we are literally saying, based on, you know, within your franchise territory, these are all the rights to kind of serve. But this is exactly where physical address should be because physical address is the number one ranking factor in local search in Google, your local business. So this is where you want to be because this is where most of your customers are. The, and and, and this, this is based on where your target demographic, where, where your earnings can come from, more so than any other zip code. So you should be here. And then we can actually pinpoint an exact street that Google might like the most. And if okay. Google will like that particular area that they're looking to buy or lease prior to doing it, because Google likes some addresses more than others. There, you know, there's different pieces to their algorithm. So you want to look at that as an owner. And it's important. So real estate is king, really, in almost any franchise system in any business. Yeah. And in that sense, I was thinking when I when I think of real estate and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think of real estate, you own one here, you go ahead and replicate it in a different location. Yes. And others can can buy into that or you can sell it off and let somebody run it. But it's essentially it's a chain. 
Yes, that, that's true. So in a lot of these different franchise systems, you have these what are called multi-location owners. Mm-hmm. So you get into a business, you know how to run a business well, you're, you're familiar with it, it's doing well. Let's replicate this in 10 different locations or, or 20 different locations. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine yesterday that owns you know, 30 joint chiropractic franchises. Wow. So once you find that success, the successful way to do it, then you can just continue to replicate it. And if you, you kind of like imagine... You're just getting started in business. Uh, you kind of, you know, you get these snowflakes and you pack them together and you got a snowball. But then you can start to roll it and reinvest those profits from one franchise to launch another franchise to launch another, and then pretty soon you have a giant, you know, snowball or a giant snowman or whatever. It's just very simple. Just take your success, replicate, and and grow. And and that's the beauty of franchising. So that's that's part of the reason uh, we've gone we've gone into that with Choice Local. Another thing that we've done is we. Uh, launched a, a dental uh, franchise system called Broadview Dental Group. So we have a guy that uh, is a CEO of that franchise system. Now that Choice Local, you know, myself, the majority owner of, and we're going to grow to 2,000 dental offices all over the U.S. and be the number one provider of dental care in the U.S. And again, nice. that company, it, it's purpose-driven. So 10% of the profits back, use it to help kids in need and uh, mission-driven too. So it's a very mission-driven company. The mission of that company is to love God, serve others, and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That was my follow-up question. How yeah. many do you yourself own? Because you're sitting on a wealth of information here. You can easily add this and replicate it and kind of grow your own. So you, you, you own the dental. And so how many do you, franchises in general do you own? That's the only franchise system we own right now. So we really are a digital marketing like for franchisors mm-hmm. and franchisees. And, and what we started to do is when we were working with 50-some franchise systems, we're like, you know, we are the best in the world at attracting new franchisees to franchise systems. And we are the best in the world at driving customers to those franchisees. And we're the best at the world at recruiting to drive talent to work at those franchise locations. And what does every franchise system need? A world-class sales and marketing engine. So we can give that to a franchise system. So we said, why don't we become our own franchise system? And that's why we've, we've gone heavy into the dental space. I see. So, what about some... Tell us about some marketing trends that franchises, even business owners, right? Small business owners should be on the lookout for because that algorithm changes so many times. There's so many hacks, so many tips. It changes day to day. What are some, in your opinion, that are sustainable, that trends that other business owners can actually follow to get results? Absolutely. So there's a whole breath to this. So I'll, I'll try to, to not get too crazy and too excited and keep it a little sim- simpler. So when it comes to SEO and local search, the number one ranking factor is physical address. So you're re- if you imagine where you're physically located, throw a dartboard down. And where the bullseye is, is where your search engine rankings are going to be the best. This is the free traffic you get from Google, Yahoo, and Bing, the organic search results. The bullseye is where your rankings are going to be the best. And then as you fur- go further away from there, your rankings are going to deteriorate. How you overcompensate for that, or compensate, I should say, is that you build out lots of content on your website to support rankings for all of the various terms that you would get rankings for uh, that would drive somebody to your website. And then it's also really important that you get all of the other websites that are authoritative in local search, like your local.com, your yellowpages.com, your yelp.com, et cetera, to say the exact same things about you, the exact same company name, the exact same physical address, the exact same phone number, the exact same list of services, the exact same service area. All of that stuff is very important. There's a whole host in this. I could talk about this for 20 plus hours, but SEO from its most basic point, that's it. And then when it comes to the, the search engine algorithm changes, 
it's very important to pay attention to that. So Google does hundreds of changes a year, about six to like 10 major updates a year. And when they do these updates, because we're managing SEO for thousands of locations, we can see within about 48 hours what Google's looking for because we look at who went up, who went down, and what's the difference yeah. between them. And we can usually reverse engineer the Google algorithm within about 48 hours. And then we take that and implement it for our partners. So paying attention to all those details is really important. Another thing that can be really important that, that's a little bit newer are these things called uh, lead generation ads that you can power through Facebook ads and they go into yeah. Facebook and Instagram. What's amazing is pretty much anything you ever like on Facebook and Instagram is tracked, right? Yeah. So what that means is you could track, for example, if you own a business that targets soccer moms, you can find, do targeting where you're going to say, I want to target women between this age and this age who have kids that have a household income between here and here that live in these zip codes that happen to belong to PTAs, different groups, soccer clubs, organizations, et cetera, and then serve up ads targeted to that soccer mom within an ideal demographic. And then you can generate these leads where they don't even need to leave Facebook or Instagram. They just literally fill out the lead form right there on the page as they're going through. And then what, what we're doing now is implementing automated text-based nurturing using something called artificial intelligence. So it's like you're talking to a real person, but really you're talking to a very intelligent, basically robot, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, and it can take and nurture that individual that fills out that lead form and then convert them into a booked appointment where a more traditional sales will take hold. So that's really powerful. And it's a great way to grow a business, whether you're looking for new franchisees, new customers, whatever it may be, that's really powerful. So that's, that's a really important trend. Similarly, there's some really crazy like location-based marketing right now where 90% of households in the United States that have a smartphone, they actually, through various apps, they will share their location. And what that means is, and I'm going to be honest, this is so super creepy, but what, what it means is to an anonymous phone, not an individual, but to a phone, you can track where that individual goes with that phone. So if you're marketing for fast food, you know this person likes to go to fast food places because that's where their phone goes. If you're marketing okay. for clean and healthy eating, you know that they like to go to Whole Foods locations and those types of things. So you can start to target people based on where they go to and do some very amazing things. And then as a result of it, if you have a, like a more traditional like restaurant type business or if you have a business that's like an auto repair store, you can track if they come into the location after they've seen an ad. So you can measure ROI in that regard too. For some types of businesses that it's very hard, hard to measure ROI. So um, that, those are some powerful trends going on. And then the last thing I'll mention, then I'll, I'll give a pause, um, <laughs> is, is, is that there's so much power and opportunity in measuring something called Net Promoter Score, which is a measure of customer loyalty and enthusiasm. So you survey all of your customers either after they just finished a project with you, if they're if you're like a project-based business, or if they're like a subscription type business where they're buying something from you monthly, you can survey them monthly. And you just send them a text and an email and say, basically, tell us how you're doing. It's really important we do a good job for you. On a scale of 0 to 10, how likely are you to recommend somebody to... XYZ company, which is your company name. Mm -hmm. And then nines and tens are promoters, seven and eights are neutrals, everybody else is detractors. And then 70% of the time when they rate you, you can get feedback as to why they rated you that way. And it's a great way, particularly as a business scales, to understand how happy your customers are and why they're happy or why they're not. 
-hmm. then you can optimize your business for that. And then what we'll do is two days later, after they say, hey, I'm really happy, you guys are totally awesome. You send them a text and say, leave a review for us online. And text is powerful because it has that 90% read rate within three minutes. So these are some of the trends that are happening in digital uh, because nothing really matters more in marketing than your online reputation. And you can't have a great online reputation anymore unless you have a truly great product or service. So you Mm -hmm. need to set that up and then set up these nurturing campaigns to capitalize on it, to to build those online reviews, that social proof that you are, in fact, totally awesome. Yeah. That last one I haven't heard of. What is it? Net Promise, you call it? Uh, Net Promoter Score. Net Promoter Score. That one's legit because it's um, organic. You're getting organic feedback to improve your product. Awesome thing I'll add up yeah. So, and what what you can do with that is it's it's really in most businesses your numbers are like revenue or retention rates or lagging indicators of success. How happy they've been with you in the past. Mm-hmm. So, net promoter score is predictive of the future. So, it is a leading indicator of success. So, I'll give you an example. So, net promoter score was used to analyze companies in the past. There's a company we're all familiar with. It's called Walmart. So like 10 years ago, you would turn on CNBC and they'd have this show on repeat like over and over and over. It's called the Age of Walmart. And all they did is talk about how awesome Walmart is and how, how great their business is and their stock price and how much profit they're throwing off. And it was like just nonstop how awesome Walmart is. Well, at the same time, Walmart, they were really successful, especially in their early days because they had a different business model. It was low cost, but it was also American-made goods and those types of things. And it wasn't a bad shopping experience. Well, over time, Walmart kind of took their eye off the ball and started to focus on whatever makes this cheap is what we're going to do. And that's mm-hmm. all we're going to do. And they they serve their employees horribly. They gave their customers a horrible shopping experience. And Walmart ended up having a net promoter score of negative 22, which is like really, really, mm-hmm. really bad. Wow. At the same point, Costco at that point in time, no one was talking about, had a net promoter score of like in the 70s. People loved Costco. They loved shopping at Costco. No one was talking about it on CNBC because CNBC was focused on lagging indicators of success like you know stock price and sales and those types of stuff. Fast forward 10 years later, Walmart is closing down stores. Costco is exploding. And Walmart is literally studying Costco's business to say, how do we replicate what they're doing because they're taking so much market share for us? That's the power of net promoter score because it gives you the ability to predict the future and then make your own future. Really important number for your business. Yeah. And it's as valuable for a a service, a monthly subscription service too, because then you can capitalize and know how much, how many people are going to stick around for it. So that is really fascinating because yeah, everybody still loves Costco. Costco is still booming. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So good good insight to be shared here. Now, I want to take it to the other end because I'm going to go ahead and get into your morning routine in a little bit. But what are some marketing tactics that you've seen we adapt, we do? It's almost like we're on autopilot, but they don't really render any results. (sighs) Well, it's kind of interesting. So... As media has changed and American people and the people of the world really have changed how they consume media, marketing has changed with it. So mm-hmm. you go back in the past, it was print advertising, it was it was magazines, it was newspapers, all of that. That stuff really doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I hate to say this, because it's kind of sad, but like in Cleveland, which is where we're located, I like drive by the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And every time I see the building, I'm like, I'm surprised they're still around <laughs> because like things have changed a lot. 
And that business model really, really doesn't work anymore. And then there's also a big pullback in things like radio advertising and television advertising. Uh, For most people, think about the last time you watched a show and watched the commercials through. Basically, the only time that really happened, right? The only time that really happened is for like live sporting events, which is why those are very lucrative investments for television advertising now. But the rest of it has really started to kind of die off. Now, what you will see instead is these pre-roll ads and post-roll ads and ads that show up in the middle of like watching YouTube. That for folks to build brand now, that's where they're where they're moving to do those types of things. And then they're also doing it through super niche micro targeting. Who's your instead yeah. of in the past, it was mass, mass marketing. Now it's who is my ideal customer? How do I find them on social media and through search marketing? And then I'm going to bring myself in front of them. So those things have really started to change and evolve. And the things that were done to build brand in the past have really started to change. Uh, and the things that drive hard leads, like if you're just looking to get hard leads and those types of things, like television advertising and those types of things are really starting to die out. Even even like the direct marketing companies that like, you know, go to this website, call this number to order, like those types of things, like they're starting to go on podcasts and advertising on those places now, because in the past, they could do it through television, but those ads are getting uh, fast forwarded through. So it's really, if you're like, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to be big in my market. I want to be all over TV. You might want to think a little more strategic because things have really started to evolve in the marketing space. And it's just going to eat up your money because there's really no, you have to niche down. You have to specialize these days. I agree with you. There's influencers now, right? You get an influencer that's serving your target market audience, you're more likely to get more leads there than if you were to just kind of throw the dot out there and hope it lands and catches something. Um, Another thing I think that's not doing so well is billboards. Like I still see them, although on the bus thing, you'll see people put ads. I'm like, who, who is looking at that and actually calling a number from the billboard or from the bus bench. <laughs> that <Yeah>. doesn't happen <laughs> anymore. I can't yeah. even say the word. It's so ancient. Yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 de- there's definitely been an evolution there. There's there's the other thing that's kind of neat with billboards is is there are technologies now where you can go and like you know how in Google Ads you can go in and you can say, I want to show up for these keywords in these specific areas, and this is what I'm willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Billboard advertising is seeing the success of that and it's starting to evolve into that. Where you can go and you can say you can go and see all the billboards in the country and in, in some platforms and say I want to bid for a placement for this specific billboard. This is what I'm willing to pay. This is what I'm going to show up. And you can do that with digital. As I've talked with like with those digital billboards as well too, I've talked with some of those companies and I say how do you measure lift and performance that do this? Their answer is you kind of don't like, like, <laughs> so, so, so that, you know, there, there, there's a place for that, but it's, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Get on podcasts, find yeah. an influencer, get a YouTube who's serving your market. Do not, not, don't think about radio anymore or TV news, newspaper, even magazine these days. Right. Because that's just dying out. We're, we're changing. As you said, as media changes, so do we. So the way we market our business is changing as well. That's right. And so, yeah. You know, anyone ever tell you you look like Bruce Willis? Hey, that I'll take that. That's good. That's good. I got compared to a 70-year-old baseball player the other day. I was like, that sucks. So oh, <laughs> Bruce Willis is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And every time you turned your head, Joe, I saw Bruce, Bruce Willis in front of me. <laughs> I got to tell my wife today. I, that's great. I'm excited. 
I'll take it on a 70 year old baseball player every day. Back when I had hair in high school, people compared me to Ryan Gosling. And then somebody compared compared me to a 70 year old baseball player. I was like, I guess one of us is aged better than the other. <laughs> oh, no, you age gracefully. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, Joe, tell me, how do you get up, dress up, and show up? What's your morning routine like so that you can show up and, and do what you do with Choice Local and serve the franchises you do? Absolutely. So, great question on the morning routine. It, you know, it's evolved over the years. But uh, what's funny is it's not really funny, but I, I have six kids. I have a lot of kids. Wow. So, yeah. So <laughs> if you have another kid, it'll be a medical miracle. But I mean, we do. We have six kids. Love them all. They're wonderful. They're great kids. As a result of that, like the morning's pretty busy. And basically, from the moment I get up at 630 in the morning until like 10 at night, it's go time. Sure. Uh, so it's, it's So it's nonstop. So what that means is I got to make the most out of every minute. And also find a way to like relax and be excited and kind of in flow for the day. So I'll get up at like 630. I pack the lunches for the kids. I get them ready for school. Kind of, you know, herding cats in the morning into the car. <laughs> I, get, I get them to school. Take- <laughs> you got a whole basketball team over there. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nuts. Absolutely. With a sub. Uh, so... <laughs> so- so it's 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 pretty nuts. Uh, it, it absolutely is. And uh, so I'll I'll drive him to school, and then my other son goes to school about twenty five minutes away from there. So then I drop I drop him off, and then I will hightail it back home usually. And then at that point, I will go on a about three mile jog. And nice. uh, when I go on that three mile jog, I usually pray. That's kind of like my quiet time, my alone time with God, and 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 I use that to kind of recharge, think about life, and just you know ask God for help in life and help other people and help the people yeah. in Ukraine and what's going on. So like that's that's what I that I do. That I'll about three to four days a week I'll then lift weights after that for about thirty minutes. And I highly recommend doing that type of stuff. The first two weeks sucks. I'm not going to lie. It like really sucks. Like the first two weeks you're doing that, you're like, oh my gosh. But once you do that, you start to get addicted to the endorphin rush um, of it. Your energy is so much better throughout the day. Like one day a month, I can't work out in the morning. Uh, So I'll do like a run at like 10 at night because that's my only other option with my schedule. But, and I just don't feel as good throughout the day. That run in the morning really supercharges. So I'll do that run in the morning. And then after that, I'll clean up and then I try to eat a quick and healthy breakfast. And for me personally, everybody's, you know, there's different ways to do it. But years ago in the past, I had a tics disorder. And what I actually found when I was looking at Dr. Mark, Mark Hyman and some of the stuff he does through the Ultra Wellness Center and the Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine, I was like seeing a neurologist and they're like, you know, there's really nothing we can do. In fact, it's probably just going to get worse and we can give you a pill and it's going to have these bad side effects. So it's like, well, that sucks. There's got to be a better way. So what I actually discovered is that if I ate a a ketogenic diet and I removed it for me, particularly fructose, which had a sensitivity to, which I didn't know, I removed that from my diet, my symptoms went away and my energy went up dramatically. So um, I'll like, I'll have uh, a salad, some scrambled eggs and like an avocado. 
I'll have that for breakfast. And then the healthy fats in that really get me going. The eggs, do the, the, the pasture raised eggs, they're a lot higher in omega-3s and they're really good for your brain. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. And then I go into work and then I'm ready to hit it at about uh, nine in the morning. And, and and then we go after it. So that's the morning routine. And, and for me, it's worked really well. Yeah, I, I love your the running aspect of it. You really hit it on the nail. The energy you get from there, it really sets the tone for the rest of the day. Because if you're going to be able to go till 10 o'clock, you're going to need stamina. <laughs> you're going to need the energy boost to keep you going. So that that's really right on. Like people think if you work out in the morning, you'll be tired. The opposite happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get more energy, you more vitalize your your body. It, it, you wake your body up too, well, which is nice. So, what do you do for stimulating the mind? Right. So, you got the body. You're eating healthy as well, and, and bravo for for treating yourself, figuring out how to treat yourself with the with the keto diet to help you in the morning. What about um, um mental stimulation, reading, meditating? Oh, you do pray. That's why you did mention prayer as you do run. Yeah, so I do I do the prayer. That's a critical piece of every morning and just a critical piece of my life. So much peace and joy comes from that. But the the other aspect that I will do for mental stimulation is um I love to constantly learn. Mm-hmm. And and I love that that your audience, Dr. Lee, constantly loves to learn too. So what do I do during that commute time when I'm going from from home to work or while even all, while I'm driving the kids uh, after I've dropped them off and I got 30 minutes back home, I will listen to podcasts yeah. and I will constantly learn through those podcasts. Notice I didn't say I'll listen to the radio or yeah. <laughs> the change in marketing, but I'll, li- I'll listen to podcasts. Why? Because I can get exactly what I want to hear exactly when I want to hear it. And it it is very powerful. So constantly learning is the only way to go and podcasts absolutely fuel it. It's, it's just a way of life. So, yeah. Yeah. Same here. Podcasts and um, eBooks, not eBooks, but what do you call it? Audio books. Yeah. I find that I can multitask. Yeah. When I'm running, that's what I listen to as well and and working out. Yeah. This has been amazing. Thank you for sharing. Um, Please tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? Okay, so um, any social media channel, uh, you can follow Choice Local on. And you can go absolutely there and learn everything about Choice Local and what we're up to. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Help Others Joe. So Help Others Joe uh, is my Twitter handle. And you also can find me on LinkedIn. So just search for Joe Soltis Choice Local, come right up. And uh, I accept any connection requests through LinkedIn as well, too. And what we, we really like to talk about Yes, we are franchise market. We're very niche, but we're purpose-driven as a business. So the content that I like to share is how can you lead a business and be purpose-driven with it? How can you lead a business and be wildly successful while focusing on helping others as a business? They don't really teach that a lot. It's actually very uh, simple, but there's some complexity to it. But you can lead a purpose-filled life while growing a business and being wildly successful uh, financially. So, but at the end of the day, what you're really most successful with is helping others uh, because money really doesn't matter. Uh, At the end of the day, would you rather have a thick bank account or would you rather have made the world a better place? That's what you're doing every day through your podcast. and, And that's what I hope to share through some of the content that we share out as well too. That's phenomenal. And that eludes a lot of people. Finding their purpose and believing that it's, it, it can't work out. Like you will have everything you need once you take that step. That, that leap of faith. And so, Joe, before you wrap up, I've been called to ask you to pray for us before we go. You pray every morning. <laughs> All right. Will you bless us with a little prayer before you go? Absolutely, Dr. Lanique. Thank you for asking. So um, 
Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come and send your joy and send your love to each and every soul listening in this moment. Let them know that they matter to you, that you care deeply about their pain, deeply about their suffering, that you have a plan and a purpose for them, and that through the joy of your love, you can give them a plan to turn that pain and turn it into purpose so that they can change the world for the better and hearts for the better and souls for the better. And they can do that through your love, through your mercy that you have placed into their heart. Let them know that they matter to you because they do. Fill them with joy and a love and a zeal for your purpose and set them free from all anxieties and troubles so that as anxieties and troubles come in the future, they can be rock solid in knowing that you love them and are there for you. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. You stay blessed. Thank you for blessing us with your grace and your presence today. We honor you. We thank you for all that you're doing and all the foundation and all the work you do. We lift you up in prayer as well. Thank you for your time today. Dr. Lenique, thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Well, all right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.